Welcome to Hill Law Firm Cases, a podcast discussing real-world cases handled by Justin Hill and the Hill Law Firm. For confidentiality reasons, names and amounts of any settlements have been removed. However, the facts are real, and these are the cases we handle on a day-to-day basis. All right, welcome to another episode of the Hill Law Firm Cases podcast. Uh, we're doing a series called Meet the Team. Uh, we think it's important that we give our clients and potential new clients a little bit of information about who we are as people, and especially during the shutdown and especially during these times where we see each other less and less. I think it's important people can put a face uh, to a name uh, and a name to some background information. So I'm here with Josh Venegas right now. Hi, Josh. Hello. Thank you for being here. No worries. Thank you for having me. Josh, I've got some questions for you. I want to give you just get some information from you. We're going to put it on our website. We're going to have it on our podcast. We're going to have it on our YouTube channel as well, if you even know we have one of those. I did not know we had a YouTube (laughs) channel, but all right. All right, Josh, how long have you lived in San Antonio? All my life. Born and raised? Uh, No, I was born in uh, Nuevo Laredo, Mexico. Um, We moved over to Houston before I could even walk, and then slightly after we moved here to San Antonio. So, I mean, I, my whole life has been here. And you, I think you've told me you've kind of lived in the same general part of San Antonio the whole time yes, too. that's right. Um, I used to live, uh, the first house that we lived on at was on Blanco and Fulton. Yeah. Um, and then once I hit 15, uh, we moved over here by, I would say San Pedro and Fresno would be the closest cross streets. Okay, so really the near central, just north of downtown part of San Antonio. That's where I've been my whole life. And you went to Edison? I went to Agnes Cotton Elementary, uh, Mark Twain Middle School, and then I went to Edison. Okay. Mark Twain, I think, is now a a Spanish immersion maybe or something. I I, I drive by there, and it's, I don't know, it's it's completely. It's some sort of magnet, I think. It's it's something something like they they changed the, uh, the entrance of it. Okay, you're originally you're from San Antonio, but you were born in Mexico. Um, you speak Spanish? Yes. Very I much think so. that's important for a lot of our clients to know. We've got you, who speaks really good Spanish, Marissa, who speaks less good Spanish, and me, who doesn't speak much. <laughs> I mean, I can you know, get around Mexico it's, if it's, I have to. It's good, though. Yeah. Like, uh, at least the basics. Yeah. You know, hola, como estas? Well, I've been told my accent's so thick, people can't understand what yeah, I say anyway. That's so. like no point. Yeah, right? <laughs> All right. Um before you came and worked here, you had worked in other law firms. About how long had you worked in the legal world or other law firms? Um, I was working for uh, Hurd and Smith. They're a disability firm. Um, I was there for roughly about seven years, six and a half, seven years. Uh, that was the only other job that I've had that uh, is considered like any kind of like law firm job. Yeah, and you're still pretty young. So that's that's the majority of your adult working life was at a different law firm. Pretty much, yeah. The majority of your working adult life has it's, been law firms. Law firms, yeah, All right. pretty much. Um, you know, I don't want you to say anything ill about your previous employer or any reason you left, but there was something that made you apply here. What made you apply at my law firm? Um, just the, uh, the set of the, the different scenery, uh, as well as I always say that you don't leave a job, you leave a manager, supervisor. Sure. Um, it was just not a good work environment. Um, time for a change. It was time for a change. Yeah, things that I needed, um, I never had at that time. Uh, we would have to go back and you know do our job like over again because they would tell us everything at the end of the week. Oh, by the way, you need to do this when you're doing that, and it's like, 
could have told us that on Monday. Sure. We could have done it the whole week. So it was double the work for, you know, what we were doing. And it was, it, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever mess with Social Security benefits, but dealing with that office, any it's Social tough. Security office, it's very tough. But you wanted to stay in the legal world. Yeah, definitely. Any reason why? Um, I just had an interest in it. Um, I remember when I was in the fifth grade, my teacher wanted me to become a lawyer. And I was like, no, I want to be an architect. And I want to draw. I want to be an architect. <laughs> I eventually went to school for architectural drafting. Was not what I was expecting. Yeah. And I just kind of just stumbled upon Hurd and Smith. They were like, hey, we're hiring. And I was like, we need a Spanish speaker. I mean, it's never too you late know, to go so to law school, Josh. So, no, never too late. To never go too late. Um Okay, so, you know, we're a small firm, so it's funny titles here, I think, are funny. I mean, you handle all the intake. You're the first person people see when they come. You handle a lot of the front of house stuff. I mean, you do a bunch of things here. Um, you went from a big law firm. I mean, Hearn Smith is a big law firm, a lot of people, a lot of employees, tons of clients. Uh, what has been some of the biggest changes for you going from a large law firm to, a, you know, we're a boutique small law firm? Um, just the, um, I guess, the attention that we put to the clients because um, you're right, Hurd and Smith was, I mean, we had clients all over the country. It was a, like a nationwide law firm. So people would call in and it would literally just be a number. What, what's your social security number? You know, uh, okay, thank you, Mr. Smith, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but having work here, it's not a big load. Uh, it's it's very, how, what's the word I'm looking for? Hands-on. Is Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, it's um, And I feel that it's a lot more personal when you don't have a lot of cases to look over. Um, you it can better actually, be. Yeah, you can actually speak with a client and remember, oh, yeah, you know, I spoke with you just last week, yeah. and I said this, this, and this, and then that, yeah. So having to work with a big firm, you couldn't really keep tabs on who you spoke. You would have to look in through the notes. Yeah. And then by the time you scroll over note after note after note, it's just, you know, it's not even worth it. I had it. a client tell me recently that you are her best phone friend. Uh, is that <laughs> no, let's not use names. <laughs> okay. But we did have a client say you were her best phone friend because awesome. y'all spend so much time on the phone. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Like I said, we kind of, I, I build a rapport with people. Yeah, you know, Especially, you, uh, you know, being in this line, you know, you got to like, hey, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? If you need anything. It's the worst know. moment in their life a lot of times, and it's important they have somebody they can talk to. That's good. That's a good way to put it, yes. What is your favorite thing about working here? Um, honestly, it would have to be the people. It would be Marissa and you. I mean, Marissa always includes me as when making a decision, hey, you know, what do you think we should do here? Like, she always makes me feel part of the team. And then, um, you are, you know, Justin, <laughs> you know, the boss, man. Uh, I've never had a boss like Justin. I mean, like you, you know, you uh, you listen to what I have to say. You give your input. You um, you look out yeah. for your employees, whether it be here at work or, hey, be safe at home. You know, don't yeah. do anything crazy. Use Uber, you know, like do your thing. So. That's the real main thing. Like, I hope y'all are looking out for me too. No, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, no, yeah, it's that, that's like the main thing. Just having the, the smaller the the firm. I mean, it, it's more it's a family personal. feel. It's it's very much yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, Marissa and I, you know, we she's like my sister. You know, yeah. like we mess around with each other. Your wife is here. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's here too. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I talked to Marissa about this. Marissa went from the first step in the door, never being involved in a law firm. Now she's head paralegal, you know, she's jack of all trades. What are you hoping to do next here? What do you want to learn? What are some of the things you've seen here and thought, I want to know more about that? Um, it really is what Marissa's doing, Yeah, actually. Um, she, um, you know, she's the one that trained me, like, to do what I'm doing now. So, um, you know, having her do that, 
and then having her do the whole paralegal thing, I'm like, she she really does a lot. Like, I really do got to give credit to her. She mm -hmm. would help me out and yet still have time to do her job. So yeah. it's like, uh, but that's what I'm really wanting to do. It's a steep to, learning curve once um, you really start getting into it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I didn't really know a lot about personal injury um, until I started working here, but uh, she made the transition so easy. It was it was really good to have her there. And if you, uh, you know, you were kind of new here, but her transition was very abrupt. She went from doing what she was doing to me saying, now it's time. And she was very uncomfortable, but, you know, she she found her way to swim. Yeah, she's doing a great job. Um, no names, general details if you want to. Any any cases here that just sort of stood out and changed your perception of, of the firm or, or the practice? I mean, me and Marissa talked about a case. We represented a woman whose husband – passed away in a crash and you know she talked about how that was just such a, a big moment for her emotionally to see oh what we do has such important implications for some people some of the cases we've worked on have not been big numbers some of the most important cases for me you know for example I represented a young lady who was a victim of sex trafficking and I was right out of law school and the case went on for eight or nine years and it was never a huge number because there were no big numbers to get but it was such a big thing for me as a lawyer learning the process and realizing how important it was to not only change policy, but we changed some laws on that case. Has there been any cases you've seen here and you've thought, well, this really changes my perception or perspective of what we do? Um, yes. Uh, no names. Without saying any names, <laughs> um, he had a cut on his arm and it was a Spanish speaker. Yeah. Um, and that was really like the first case I had my hands in. Yeah. Um, since I was pretty much... Oh, I'm pretty much the guy that speaks Spanish here. Um, they would kind of just, hey, I need you to ask them this. Make sure you ask them that. So it kind of also gave me an idea of what the paralegals do yeah. on their end. So that that specific case really stands out. Um, and I don't know, were you here when we signed that case? Or did you start right after we signed it? It was right after we had started. Because they called multiple times, and I told them that I would help them try to settle their case on their own and that they didn't need me because – all they could tell me so far was that he had a about half-inch scar on his arm. That's mm -hmm. all. Right. And the calls kept coming, and she kept calling me, and I kept talking to her and telling her, like, this process probably isn't right for you. And then calls and says he can't make a fist anymore. It's the first time that we know, oh, there's a structural problem that's not just a half-inch scar, which is what right. they had told us. Turns out he ends up having eight or nine ligaments severed in his hand, uh, forearm. He had lost use of his arm, strength in his arm, and he was a, he was a – non-English speaking concrete worker who really more than most of us needed use of his hands and he needed right. him to be strong. Right. It was a real interesting case for me too, but yeah, I understand. I mean, that yeah. was a, we had a great result for a guy who I had originally told him I can't represent you. I mean, it's just things go that way sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, all right. So you're, you effectively born and raised in San Antonio. We've attended some Fiesta events together. Do you have any favorite Fiesta event? Um, I would have to say the day parade. Okay. Yeah. Um, not so much the parade itself, but I guess what goes on around yeah. the parade. Um, Spectacle. First, first time I ever went was maybe about four or five years ago. And uh, never been to the day parade. I've always gone to the night parade. Yeah. But I've never been to the day parade until, you know, a group of friends, they kind of just dragged me out there. And it was the most fun I've had at Fiesta. Like, If it's not time. too hot. Yeah, no, it's, it, yeah. it was, uh, you know, we did a... Yeah, I'm Where'd you sit? Um, we didn't sit. We walked because we lived right behind where the where the parade ended. Okay. The fine silver building. Yeah. 
So we, we just walked it. We walked the whole thing, and nice. we ended up at um, by the Alamo Plaza. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, there was like a bar or a club back there somewhere. We ended up there. That's where the news has its stage set up at the Alamo Plaza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were behind. Well, because we went past the Alamo and we ended up going like a block down to like a bar. I think it was a club. Yeah, I'm well, really sure, sometimes that happens during Fiesta. Yeah, no, it was great. That was like the best time I had. Are you a Spurs fan? Oh, very much so. Uh, favorite Spurs player? Oh, it's it's a toss up between Manu and Duncan. Okay, I mean, all good choices. It's a toss up between Manu and Duncan. I don't know if you're going to go somewhere strange and be like Brent Barry. No, <laughs> Brent Barry. <laughs> Sean Elliott, he yeah. was with that Miracle you know. shot. Yeah. yeah, I remember being there. Um, you've got a young daughter. What is one of y'all's sort of favorite things to do in the city? Do y'all go to like the museum or museums or the river walk or anything y'all like to do here? Um, she likes to, she likes to go to the zoo. And okay. the thing about that is I take her to the zoo. As soon as we pass the elephants, she's like, I'm good to go. Like <laughs> she just wants to go watch see the elephants and right. she wants to go. But she knows what she likes. Yeah. But, um, other than that, um, we just pretty much stay home. She likes to draw a lot. So, um, we're always like on different drawing apps. She's always messing with like her iPad and things like that. But for cool. like if we're going out, yeah, she's like, Dad, let's go to the zoo. I'm like, all right, well, let's go. And then as soon as we hit the elephant, I always try to like go around the elephants to make sure that we hit that yeah. last. But you know, she's like, No, Dad, it's it's this way. You I know, think they like, I think they're gonna try to combine some of the exhibits there so that the g- giraffes and the zebras and maybe the elephants and rhinos all can go in between I the habitats. That. They're doing something. Yeah, I saw yeah. like on Facebook with the whole quarantine thing. Yeah, well. I saw them on Facebook and they were like, We're gonna be putting in there were people asking questions. They were like, well, Are the rhinos gonna be okay with the giraffes? And they were like, Yeah, I mean everyone's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, and they've got the ostriches like in there too. Yeah, yeah, they uh, do. Yeah. Which look gross when you see yeah, them. Yeah, I don't like that. They look <laughs> weird. It's like a fur ball with a long neck. All right, Josh, thanks for doing this. Thanks for all you do here. Uh, we'll do this again. I think it's important because, as you know, we have so many clients that just decline to even want to come in. They'll just do everything by phone. So it's important they can look at us and hear us and know who we are as people. So yeah, thanks. We'll do it again. No, appreciate, appreciate it. You. Appreciate you.